Hello, and, and welcome from Calamo. You know, thanks for checking us out today. You know, I'm super excited about our, our sermon series, which is about preparing the way. And it's a series about the deeper meanings of preparing for Christmas and just exactly what Christmas means. And we're, we'll be exploring some ideas on how to live better and, and to help our community and our country be a better place. And today we're looking at how we can prepare ourselves in a better way. And, you know, I do believe that God wants us to live happy, joyful lives in these crazy times. You know, the, the prices are up and it just seems like things are a little crazy and unsettled. And, and I think God does want for us to, to live joyful lives and not be anxious about things. And he, I think he does help us to live into happier, more joyful lives. And so t stay tuned as we dive into today's message. And that is, how do you prepare? You know, it's a kind of strange question, but it probably depends what you're preparing for. You know, if, if I'm going uh, on a trip, a, a long trip, or, or uh, I'm hosting an event, I, I need a checklist, right, uh, of, of things that, that, that need to be done. You know, I can remember most of it, you know, but if I don't write it all down, I'm going to forget something. And usually it's something that pops up at the most inconvenient of times. You know, even Santa Claus makes a list for his big event, right? We, we kind of call it the naughty and nice list, right? Or, you know, maybe we have a, a birthday or anniversary coming up for someone special in our lives. You know, we for sure want to have everything just right for that. And, and, and then we probably also want to spend some, some good time picking out a gift that's just right. Or how about if we have, when we have a special friend or relative coming to visit? How about Santa for Christmas, you know? That's odd we think of Christmas, this Christmas season. Well, now we have a lot of things to do to prepare for a visit. If your house is like our house, it needs to be straightened up or maybe the guest bedroom needs to be fixed up or cleaned up or whatever, so it's nice. It, and, and then there's the grocery list, right? And, and meal uh, planning uh, to, so that the meals work out just, just right. You know, when I was a Boy Scout uh, there for a while, even they talked about preparations, the uh, Boy Scout motto being, be prepared. So let's get started with this question. How do you like to prepare? Of course, part of preparing is getting, getting our heads straight, right? Getting our attitudes and expectation in line with the, let's say we're talking about an upcoming visit. You know, we, we talked about Santa Claus or jolly old Saint Nick. You know, it seems like he's always in a good mood, but you know, sometimes some of us, you know, we're not necessarily all always on, on that uh, joyful side, right? And so we kind of need to get ourselves prepared for it. And, and then there's another side to Christmas, uh, perhaps a, a little bit more serious side, and that is uh, preparing for and celebrating the birth of that little baby Jesus, God's only son. You know, John the Baptist was given the job of preparing people for the coming of this little baby. And so here are these words that come to us from the prophet Isaiah. This would be Isaiah chapter 40. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make straight a highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys, 
Level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Well, how about that? Filling in valleys and smoothing out mountains. That, now that sounds like quite a task, right? But what Isaiah was really talking about was preparing people's hearts to receive God's Son, Jesus. You know, and to be honest with you, that's probably even a bigger task. You know, we, we talked about ways that we prepare for upcoming uh, visits. Well, John the Baptist used the symbolism of washing. You know, now I'm sure that when we have company coming that we want to make sure that we've taken a bath or shower recently, right? But we're probably not going to go around and give other people baths, right? But that's what John did. Well, here are these words. These words come to us from Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. I like the wild honey. I'm not sure about the locusts, though. Anyway, then the people of Jerusalem, all of Judea, were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Well, there's, there's three things about that, uh, that story that uh, stand out, and those items are clothing, repent, and baptism. Now, John wore strange clothing even for those times, right? Now, John had belonged to a religious group. It's kind of like a, uh, an isolated religious group that believed in living in very, uh, living a very simple lifestyle. You know, maybe a little bit like our Amish neighbors, you know? But in any event, it caused him to stand out. You know, he was seen as somebody different. Now there's, you know, there's something di different about that guy, right? Um, somebody that had a special kind of message. The second word is repent. Now John was calling for people to repent. Now we don't use that word very much today, right? But it means something like, have a change of heart or have a change in your attitude. Well, John was calling for people to have a change of heart. Now, the ultimate message was for people to turn away from, say, the dog-eat-dog -dog world that we live in to being more caring for others and then loving God. But this is a two-step process in this story. So for now, John was just calling for people to have a change of heart to be open to listening to someone who is coming, someone who is much more special than John. Now here's what John says, and this comes to us from John chapter one. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? Remember, he's, he dresses strange, he, he's eating locusts and wild honey, and he lives out in the wilderness. That qualifies as strange, right? So, who in the world are you? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. And then a little bit later on, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who's coming after me, and I'm not even worthy to untie the thong of a sandal. So John is pointing to the arrival of someone very, very special, someone much more important than he was. He's pointing to the arrival of this little baby Jesus, someone who is super special and someone who is, will be and is very important to all of us. And the third 
uh, word that uh, I wanted to talk about in that uh, in that story was was baptism. Now John had a funny way of asking people to have a change of heart. He wanted them to take a bath, right? Now, just as today we take a bath to wash away dirt and body odors, so that we not only you know feel better and have that nice clean feeling, but but also to prepare us so that we could put on, you know, some, some people put on a cologne or, or perfume or something. Uh, well, John was asking people to wash away their old habits and their, their human nature to prepare us for new ones, right? To prepare us for that very special person who was going to help all of us be better people. Now, John was called John the Baptist because he used that form of washing. Now, baptism is another funny word, right? Now, it carries a lot of symbolism. You know, one of the ways that it, it, it's very symbolic is that saying baptism by fire. You know, that doesn't mean you're going into a fire and getting roasted. That, that means that somebody got initiated into some category or some group or something the hard way. You know, they really went through fire to get in there. Um, now, the church uses the word baptism to include some other very special meanings. But the core of all these meaning is about being washed or cleansed in preparation for something special and then being initiated into that group of people that are Christ followers, people who love Jesus and believe that he is our Lord and Savior that did come to help us out. Now, the message of John the Baptist back then and now is to prepare our hearts and our minds to love and to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior to wash away the distractions and the selfish actions of our daily world and to prepare ourselves to listen to and receive Jesus and his message and to put on that love and that compassion of our Lord. Now, changing habits is hard, right? Now, some of our habits are good and they help us, but, you know, somehow, right, you know, we, we seem to tend to pick up habits that are less helpful or, or outright not so good, right? And so John's message of washing gives us a mechanism to help us tackle changing some of those bad habits. And so that brings up a couple questions this morning or this day. How can John's message of washing or, or baptism help you to tackle some of those bad habits? And then have you thought about using Christmas, this time of Christmas, to have a change of heart? So what is John's message for us today? I mean, you know, I, I, we're probably not going to go to the banks of the Jordan River and, and be baptized or washed by some guy in some weird clothes and eating locusts and stuff, you know. But I do think that we can look around us and... and and it won't take us very long to figure out just exactly what his message has to do with us today. When we look around us, you know, it's far too easy to see the divisions, the harsh rhetoric, the violence, um, the hatefulness, um, even things like hunger and homelessness. And, you know, I think sometimes we just get used to the status quo. It's, it's I know I do. It's way too easy to get numb to the needs of those around us, even in our own community, our own country, much less the entire world. And then we like to think of ourselves as self-sufficient, right? 
I'm okay. I got her covered. Um, I'm doing fine. But in reality, we need help. The help that Jesus promises for us. And John is calling for us to have that change of heart, to open our hearts, to receive that awesome help, that awesome uh, uh, guidance that comes to us from Jesus. And John calls for us to wash away our own old selves so we can be ready for the new. And that brings us up to our closing discussion questions this morning or today, and that is, what change of heart do you need to consider this Christmas? And then, how can John's message to prepare your heart and mind for Jesus or to wash yourself help you this Christmas? You know, I think one key thought that we really need to remember is that we are not okay as we are. We are imperfect people in need of help. We might not be bad people, but we're imperfect people and we do need the love of Jesus to strengthen and to guide us. And when we get confused and think that we're okay just the way we are, you know, I think we're already walking down a path that is not helpful. It is through the love and presence of Jesus and the Holy Companion that we become whole and that we start living into the joyful life that God has planned for us. Praise be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And that brings us up to our prayer challenge. Take that five minutes each day and yeah, you gotta stop. It, it, life is so distracting. But take that five minutes and think about John's call for us to prepare. And have some fun and visualize John just washing away our faults and our bad habits to prepare us for that little baby Jesus. Visualize Jesus coming to us as this little baby. And then talk with God often. Ask him for guidance and strength to prepare us in a mighty way for his son Jesus. And whatever you do, thank God for his many blessings. I hope that you have found this message to be helpful. If you'd like any more information, please reach out. You can put a comment in the chat box for this post. You can call or text me at 517-588-8415, or you can always use the Calmo connection card, which is calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calamo. And let us know what you think. Now, if you would please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the message of John the Baptist to prepare, to, to have a change of heart and be ready to receive and hear the love and guidance from Jesus. And Lord, we thank you so much for that gift of your son so many years ago. And we pray these things in Jesus' holy name, amen. I'm your neighbor, Jerry, pastor at Calamo Church, have a great day, have a great week, and bye for now.